or sorry, go to very far lengths to get water to the island. Oh, he was going to give somebody a BJ, 100%. right? That, that was straight. That was the yeah. biggest meme yeah. from the Netflix documentary that he was like, hey, I, you know, I thought I had to do what I had to do. I think and he like, gets oh the my v- God. like MVP. Oh, the only person who comes out of this looking. Most valuable penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Sarah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You made it to us. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have a special episode. It's the Summer, Summer Pop, Pop Culture, Culture Roundup. Roundup. That was our second take on that. <laughs> um, so... In our listener survey, which, by the way, you can fill out on our Instagram account, at Romcom Rewind, one thing that you often look for are just things adjacent to the rom-com sphere, pop culture conversations, j- just to get outside of our comfort zone a little bit. You know, it's like watching your favorite sitcom, and they just kind of have like a weird spin-off episode once a season. That's what we try to do here, just kind of rounding up the big pop culture moments that might have happened throughout the summer, you know, things that everybody was talking about, our takes on it. We can have a fun little conversation about it and the rom-com sphere as a whole. So a few things we're going to talk about today, a brand new game that we're launching with you that you're going to play, big things that happened over the summer, big moments, and... I think a recap of our rom-com fantasy draft, right? Oh, yes. We, we will be recapping We definitely that. need to recap that because we I haven't do. looked at the numbers ever since Barbie came out. I've just ignored this. I have. <laughs> so, Sarah, why don't we kick off? What is our first thing for the summer pop culture recap? All right. So, as um, many of you will remember, we in January decided that we would have a rom-com fantasy draft. So oh, we are kicking it off with this. Okay. Yes. So, we each chose five upcoming rom-coms for the year of 2023 and the Rotten Tomatoes scores combined will determine the winning team. Yeah, so Rotten Tomato audience score and Rotten Tomato critic score and we add those two numbers together because they do differ in fascinating ways sometimes and that's kind of the score of your movie and then you have five movies on your team and then whoever has the most successful team wins i think we're doing like the winner gets a month of just they get to pick yeah the, the movies on the pod yes. and i think in the future mm-hmm. we should let rom-com um the, like the rcr fam maybe they can like vote on who they think will win and then there can be some added incentive there oh. i don't know i don't know i just want to throw that out there yes, um I but like uh, i haven't looked in a while so do you have both okay. of our teams and yes w- i will go through each um like myself then Devin. And um, the scores and the movies. Okay. All right. So do we want to do mine first or your first? Yeah, let's do yours. All right. So the movies that I chose, I chose Barbie, Mm. who has come in with a score of 171. Maybe I do with 96. Okay. Shotgun Wedding with 96. Mm -hmm. Red, White, and Royal Blue, 168. Wow. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding, three, which will be coming out um, on the 8th, September 8th, with my current total score of 531 points. Okay. And uh, I know I'm less than that. Devin yes, go go. Ahead. <laughs> has Magic Mike's Last Dance coming in at 
120. Hey, hey, that's not bad. Your place or mine coming in at 67. Yeah, that that didn't hit. You people coming in with a score of 75. <laughs> Ghosted with Chris Evans with 81. Oh, I thought that was going to be so good. And, and now the most egregious on the list. Legally Blonde 3. I was holding out so much hope, guys. I, I don't think this is coming out in 2023. I thought for sure it would. Back in February, uh, January, yes. I was very hopeful. I think we were all hopeful. We really want to see some Elle Woods. So, so here. Oh, just one moment. Yes. Current total score for Devin. Oh yeah, please. Is three hundred and forty-three. With, so with a let, movie pending. Let me. I have also have a movie pending. Yeah. But let's remind. Uh, five hundred and thirty-one for Sarah and three hundred and forty-three for Devin. So I need to get almost a perfect two hundred on my last movie, <laughs> and you need to get nothing, yeah. and I might still win. <laughs> Um, so there, there is a wrinkle in the rules though, that you can Mm -hmm. trade a movie out for something that has yet to be reviewed, like something on the way, no Mm -hmm. reviews are out yet kind of thing. You you can trade. So, so I would like to officially swap out Legally Blonde 3. I think we can put the nail in the coffin. It's not freaking happening guys. Even though Reese Witherspoon teased it like two and a half years ago and Mindy Kaling has been teasing it for so long. It's not, it's somehow not done yet. But you know what? You have to remember. I mean, there is all the strikes. There's a the massive strike. So and if the actor strikes, yes, yeah. So if basically if they hadn't filmed it before the strike started, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to get done. Correct. Um. So what are my options? Okay. Sarah so, has a list of movies coming out in 2023. Still correct. <laughs> yes. There's a few of them, and there there is a few more, but these were the ones that I think would kind of uh, be in your realm of uh, enjoyment for adding it to your fantasy draft list. And this might be a nice list for you listening of, Mm -hmm. hey, things that are coming up that might be pretty good that you might want to add on your list. Absolutely. Okay, we're coming in with a big hitter. Okay, let's hear it. It's called... That's what I need. Yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It... The title of the movie is called What Happens Later. Oh, yes. I've seen the trailer for this. It just dropped. It stars Meg Ryan and David Duchovny. It is in theaters November 3rd. The movie follows a pair of ex-lovers who unexpectedly unexpectedly reunite for the first time in decades after a snowstorm leaves both Willa and Bill stuck at an airport overnight, according to a description of the movie from um, the production company. So this... This describes Ryan's character, Willa, as still the willful independent spirit she once was. While they say that Coveney's character, Bill, is recently separated and reassessing his life and his relationships with his estranged wife and daughter. The film is actually based on a playwright called uh, Shooting Star. So uh, it gives vibes from the trailer of uh, like the movie One Night Stand with middle aged people. You know, remember Miles Teller Mm -hmm. that they're stuck in the apartment the whole movie (laughs) and you're like, does anything? No, they're just in the apartment the whole time. This one's the same thing. It's just they're in their like 50s um, and they're in an airport and that's where they are the whole time, presumably. Correct. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can happen in an airport. Like there's lots of stuff going on in an airport. However, I guess more than an apartment. You're right. I don't, I don't know what to think about this. I want to think with David Duchovny and Meg Ryan, especially Meg Ryan being back in the realm of rom-coms, I am like, I want to eat this up. I want to love this. I don't know. I need another trailer. The, the trailer... <sighs> I feel like they're just deep in thought the whole time. It, it Yeah. 
you know? <laughs> it is a very uh, th- thoughtful trailer, not in terms of like, oh, wow, that what a thoughtful process. It's like, no, it just looks like they're thinking a lot. Correct, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I'm waiting for the inner monologue, you know? Like, inner, inner dialogue. And it's also two people who we just don't see that much. Like, David Duchovny did the friggin' X-Files. Yeah, which then is he was huge. off for like 10 years, and then he's like, Californication. And then he was yeah. off for like, I think another 10 years, maybe longer, 15. And now he he was the dad in You People and he's the star of this. Right. I don't know. I don't know. He was he, very funny in You People. It's a return, I think, for him, you know, with the You People and this. I guess. And then Meg Ryan, back in the world of rom-coms, as I mentioned. Yeah, this she, is this is big. She's also directing it, right? She so is that's, directing it, yes. Well, I wish her well. What right. else could I have? Moving on, we have, and I mean, you can't take this one. I'm just going to highlight it. In theaters, September 8th, 2023, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Okay, you already have yes. that. Next, we have Challengers, September 13th, 2023. It drops in theaters. It's with Zendaya, Mike Feist, I probably am pronouncing that wrong, and Josh O'Connor. Three talented tennis players get caught up in a love triangle, experiencing plenty of drama both on and off the court. It's kind of like a dramedy. No, it's not a dramedy. It's a dramance. It's like a suspense romance yes, kind of thing. it is, That's yeah. A- Zendaya just loves that lane, doesn't she? she? Like, She's, you know what? She is a very good actress. Oh, very yeah. talented. Yeah. Um, I wonder if... Uh, I'm just thinking about Dune also coming out. She's going to be a it's big delayed. part of that. Oh, it's delayed. Yes, Dune has been delayed. Oh, spicy. Yeah. Okay, maybe... Okay, all right, all right. Interesting option. Let's uh-huh. keep going. Okay. We have Love at First Sight. It's going to be dropped on Netflix September 15th, 2023 with Ben Hardy and Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, thanks to a chance encounter at an airport, two people begin to fall in love during an overseas flight. When they land, however, they end up separated and desperately trying to reunite. How do they get separated? Like, you're just off a flight. I mean, you're at an airport. What customs separated you? And oh, no, I'll never see her again. Lots of stuff can happen in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. We're stuck on airports, There's, guys. There are two rom-coms coming out oh about airports. Gosh. Okay. I, I officially want to lock in. What happens later? Is that what it's okay, called? Okay, yes. Yeah, l- l- let me okay. lock it in. David Duchovny, Meg Ryan, at least it's like the you know big what? names you can put on the movie poster. Okay. I mean, I think that is a safe bet for you, but this next one. I need the safe bet. Okay, all right, all right. Last is one. Anyone But You coming out December 15th, 2023 in theaters. Christmas. It's with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Yes. Mm. And Sydney Sweeney, she's pretty big right now. Yeah. We have enemies in college, two people reunite long after graduation and pretend to be a couple when they both attend the same destination wedding. Oh my God. Okay, Sarah, are you really selling me on the two biggest rom-com cliches, enemies to lovers <laughs> and a fake relationship <laughs> in the same movie? Yes, I am. Get out. I'm not. <laughs> no, no. I'm locked in. How dare you? How dare you? All right. All right. So Devin has locked in. What happens later with Meg Ryan and David Duchovny? Christmas does sound fun, but yeah, no, well, yeah, no, for sure. David Duchovny, Meg Ryan, lock me in. There's a lot, I have to say, coming out in theaters that are rom-coms. I like this, you know, rebirth for rom-com theater. Okay, so that locks up our uh, fantasy, our rom-com fantasy draft. Hopefully I can get a perfect 200 on this last one. Oh, I wish you well. Barbie was in the 160s, you said? 171, I think. Hold on. It oh, was gosh. Yeah, 171. Yeah, I'll never get there. Uh, next, let's just talk about things that are kind of funny that are happening. Like, for example, 
Fire Festival 2? Has everybody seen this? That this yes, is apparently yes. a thing? It is. Okay, so let me let me recap some things. Okay. Spring 2017, the first one happened, and it was an utter disaster. Yes. People paid thousands of dollars, were stranded on an island with little food, no water, or shelter. Models were paid to promote the festival. No one was paid, so all the bands and those performing canceled. The man behind the project, McFarland, was charged with fraud and six years in jail, and he was to pay $26 million in a settlement. Um, there's even been documentaries made on this whole fiasco. Well, that's that's how we all know about it from the Netflix Correct. thing. So fast forward to 2023. I don't know how he's allowed to do this. Wait, wait. Can I can I give it to you? For sure. He posts a video on TikTok. Yes, he does. What's up, guys? This is a big day because as of right now, Fire Festival 2 tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here. Okay, it- can I just tee up? This is my favorite part right oh, here. Oh, I know what's coming, yep. It really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50-page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen, but how it would find the best partners in the world to allow me to be me while executing fire's vision to the highest level. Okay. I love how he's like, listen, guys, because I think a lot of people are like, Billy McFarlane, isn't, didn't he go to jail? And then you watch the video and 10 seconds in, he's like, listen, guys, when I was in solitary confinement for fraud, I, I came up with this it, whole plan. It's like, it's <laughs> like he wrote a manifesto of like 50 pages about how he's going to bring oh his comment. Like he is probably the most, well, he's got to be, there's a lot going on there with him. There's a lot wrong with him. He is a very confident person you, for what he did. Sarah, mm. you want to say something? Just rip the Band-Aid off. There's, say it. There's like some narcissistic D- there personality you go. yeah. going on. There's like a lot. And again, I am no medical professional. However, like one can tell. One can tell. One can yeah. tell looking via that TikTok and just everything that's about to happen. Listen, so, Sarah, you're, you're not a medical professional, but you are Judge Sarah. <laughs> and she can make a ruling appears narcissistic, no? <laughs> I mean, come on. You have to be so sure of yourself and confident to come back after the disaster. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm fearful for what's to come. So currently the first hundred pre-sale tickets have sold at 500 US a pop. There are more tier tickets to come, uh, saying coming soon, ranging from eight hundred to eight thousand dollars. There are no lineups, no venue or location at all. Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. he actually he posted a video about all that stuff too. Seventy-two hours has completely changed my life, as I'm sure you've heard by now. The tickets sold out really, really fast. Do we think they actually sold out really fast? Or do you think that's just a ploy to drum up demand? I think it's a ploy to drum up demand. I think he is absolutely a liar. We know that. We we do know that, right? Yes. This is definitely going to frustrate a lot of you. But we now have 6,900 people on the wait list for Fire Festival 2. I have gotten emails with offers for crazy money to buy tickets. Don't believe that. But we are not selling any more tickets until we do the announcement with our partner. <laughs> I want to know who his partner I'm is. So, I don't think he has a partner. Who partner with this guy? You have to be absolutely like, um, you got to be like the type of person who likes like danger and adrenaline rushes so, and like want to see what happens. You know, I just... As you were saying it, I had a vision uh, in my mind of the person, and I know exactly who partnered with him. I am who? 
Well, we're, we're looking for similar personality traits. Like you said, the, the person who just wants to roll the dice, see what happens. Elon frickin' Musk oh is God. probably the partner for oh Fire Festival 2. Would we be surprised? Of <laughs> no. All, he could bring his satellites over. Yeah, of all the people, if, like if it was Elon Musk, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. That feels like it's on brand for both of them, you know? Oh, my God. Well, they'll definitely have internet. Um, <laughs> Thank God. So they can tweet about the horrible conditions at Fire Festival, too. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, oh, sorry. No, it's it's X now. So they post a bomb. Yes, that's right. Okay. So also we have to acknowledge that Andy King is back. The man who, the man who was oh. willing to do, or sorry, go to very far lengths to get water to the island. Oh, he was going to give somebody a BJ, 100%. right? That, that was straight. That was the yeah. biggest meme yeah. from the Netflix documentary that he was like, hey, I... <laughs> You know, I thought I had to do what I had to do. I think and we're he like, gets oh the v- like MVP. Oh, the only person who comes out of this looking most valuable penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> too much. <laughs> that might be the crudest joke you've ever made on the pod. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. But let's like, let's just say, <laughs> oh, oh boy. let's just say that McFarland, he did not learn a thing in jail. And I think people want to go to be a part of the fiasco instead of watching a documentary after. Like there are certain people who like see things and they just like, they have serious fear of missing out. They want to be in the mix, whether it's good or bad. Well, there are people who crave that. Th- there's the question of like, you know, the, if the world is ending, do you want to die a week before the world ends or do you want to see it happen? And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I want to be there for the end. And that's kind of the same vibe of like, I want to be there for this weird cultural moment that's going to be a train wreck because it's going to be funny to be there. But and I think that's how funny. Fe- well, no, it's it's <laughs> not mean, my idea of a good time. Well, a lot of us <laughs> did laugh at the documentary, totally. but you're right. Yeah, I, I'm not down to be stranded on an island no. with like a cheese sandwich. Thank you, Oh my you, God, Billy. yes, the cheese sandwiches. I just can't stop seeing the cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Like those poor people, but I could see that they want to go back. No, not that they want to go back, but I think that there's a group of people, a population of people who really want to see it unfold. You're right. You're right. End of the world thing. Totally. Another big moment that happened this summer, probably this might be the biggest concert of the decade. Um, yeah. Like maybe the last few decades. Yeah. The Eras Tour, Taylor Swift, we've all been inundated with. I feel like I knew everything that was happening in Taylor's life because every (laughs) time she would go to a new city, like, oh, there's TikToks from Philadelphia now, and oh, she's in Detroit this week. The Eras Tour has been so massive. If I can give you, because we do have a lot of international listeners, a glimpse into the life of uh, us Canadians who um, she, she toured a lot in the States. Yes. The United States has a lot of NFL-sized stadiums. Mm-hmm. Massive. They do cater to a Taylor Swift show like the Eras Tour. Uh, here in Canada, we have one. Not not even an NFL stadium. It's a, it's a baseball field mm-hmm. in Toronto, Rogers Centre. That's the only place that we have at capacity that could do the same thing yeah, as the Eras Tour. That could hold the, like even close, like a... It's smaller. It, than, it's slightly smaller than, mm-hmm. yeah. It's on the lower end of like an NFL stadium. Um, it was like the freaking Hunger Games, guys. Trying to get tickets for the Eras Tour here in Canada. Taylor Swift announced six tour dates. 
All for Toronto. All for Toronto. So like if you're like Canada's so long and wide, if you're you could be three time zones away in Vancouver and you're like, I guess the only place I can go is Toronto yeah, to see this. It takes like two day two to three days to get across our country. Oh driving Possibly yeah, more. Totally, totally. Possibly more. I mean people in Vancouver probably just went to the Seattle shows. But oh for sure. Regardless. It was so there are what, thirty seven million people here in Canada? Apparently, Around, yeah. 31 million of us went on the wait list to get tickets to yeah. the heirs. 32 Just million people. Bonanza. That's insane. Can I play for you a clip, though, that I think you'll find hilarious while we're talking about NFL stadiums? Uh, Sarah does not appreciate one specific NFL team. It's the New England Patriots. I'm sorry for all those who like them. So the coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, is... World-renowned for just being the biggest curmudgeon. He is just a dour, dour man. Guess who went to a Eras Tour show? I'm sorry, he got tickets he got that t- people t- would sell their soul for? <laughs> he got tickets to the Eras Tour. Listen to this NFL coach talking about going to see Taylor Swift. Saw a little bit of Taylor. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. She, yeah. Killed it. She was tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Killed tough, it. Man. She just stood out there and... <laughs> Played right through it. Consider yourself to officially be a Swifty now? Officially? I don't know about that. But <laughs> what does that mean? Like you have a, a, a sweatshirt or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, you went to a concert, dude. What are uh, Swifties? Just got a uh, uh, sweatshirt. A sweatshirt? Oh, she's, she's <laughs> tough. That was, uh, yeah, that was good. That was nice. People, People are like selling their souls to I get these tickets. <laughs> and he's like, that. Ah. No, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty. Okay, I didn't buy the sweatshirt, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> people would die to go see her, and then we have him. That's yeah, that's the guy taking your seat at the uh, Taylor Swift Airs oh, tour. God. <laughs> so now that we're through the Airs tour, can we talk about something significant happened just this weekend, as of our recording of this? And do you ever, you listening, ever hear like some celebrity news? And it just impacts you way more than it should. You're like, oh, wow, that happened to so-and-so? Oh, I feel horrible about that. Like, I know nothing about them or their lives, but <laughs> somehow I felt a connection to them. And, and and in this situation, to their relationship, it just came out this weekend that, okay, so the truth is, as of the recording of this, they're not actually divorced. Correct. And the or divorce, officially split. The divorce papers have not been filed. Mm-hmm. There are rumors yes. that, some, that, that one of the parties is lawyering up and getting ready to file papers. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are apparently getting a divorce. Right. It's very sad. Which is so sad. I know. I liked I, them together. I love them together. And they're, yeah, they're just one of those couples that you assumed would, would last. They have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Sophie Turner, we love from Game of Thrones. Joe Jonas, is he like... It's it's funny. I read an article about their split. Okay. Tell me. And so they've been married for four years. They have two daughters. Um, she was even in the music video, guys. Anyway, keep yeah, going. Yeah, she's 27. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. He's like 32, 33. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the end of the article said their ages and mm-hmm. then said, so they're still really young. And that's how they ended it. And I'm like, oh. yeah, but it doesn't mean that them split. Like, it doesn't. Oh, get make divorced it early, guys. That's that's way better. <laughs> they, have, they had a family, you know. They blah blah blah. They were married for four years, but they're still young. Yeah, yeah. Get divorced <laughs> before 27, and you're golden. You're still great. Like, like that makes it any better. <laughs> 
<laughs> like they have lots of youth in them. Yeah, yeah. They're youthful. In, can, oh, can, sorry, he's 34. Can we rank the hierarchy really quick of the Jonas Brothers? I would put Joe number one. Okay. Nick, Nick, okay. In my mind, and you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but in my mind, it's a 1A, 1B. <laughs> Joe, a little bit higher than Nick, and then right. Kevin is number three. Oh, Kevin. Kevin's number three. I feel like Kevin's always number three. Yeah, Kevin's always going to be number um, three. I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, I, Actually, isn't there a fourth Jonas brother who just didn't get into music? Possibly. You know more about that than I do. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is, and like clearly he's <laughs> oh. the bottom of the totem pole. But of the Nameless. actual band, it's Kevin. And I know there are some people who love Kevin. I'm sorry. You can hate me if you want, but he's definitely number three. <laughs> You're also not saying you hate Kevin. No. <laughs> You're just the- saying he's number three. They're great. The trio is great, but they're a trio. There's a one, two, three. And in this case, I think there's a one, another one, and then a three. (laughs) Is that mean? I don't know. That's. Uh, that's I don't think you're the first to uh, put them in order. This isn't some way. I kind of like Nick, and then I like um, Joe, and then Kevin, but you know. All right. So I want to discuss some couples we were sad. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm looking up the fourth Jonas brother. Oh, yeah. There's Frankie. Oh, yes. You didn't tell me this before. Oh, he's the, that's right. He's the bonus Jonas. That's what they call him. <laughs> the bonus Jonas is we Frankie. We got the Joe bros and then the bonus Jonas. Which, oh, and he writes, which he always considered demeaning. <laughs> he hated the nickname bonus Jonas. I'm sorry, Frankie. But I mean, let's be real. Come on, man. Yeah. He's a lot younger. Okay. That's yeah. Why. That's, that's the thing. Oops. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. God. Okay, so I want to go over some other couples we were sad to see split. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Right. L- like th- when you hear the news of Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, you're like, oh, this breaks my heart. What are some other ones and, that you were like, oh, this sucks? And I think like this is, um, I'm going to say this one first because Miley has been in the news quite a bit lately and with Liam. all of her music. But, and I, I realize now that this was a good thing that they split. Yes. As, as were a few of these that I'm going to talk about because you don't know it in the moment. One, we don't know their lives. We don't know what happens behind totally. the movies and the red carpets that they do. Um, we just like their chemistry that we see them together, right? Agreed. We know nothing. Yeah. I really liked Miley and Liam Hemsworth together. Agreed. Um, I was really sad to see them split. Uh, but now we see it's probably for the best. Agreed. Totally agreed. Next, we have Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. I was heartbroken about this <sighs> This one. one did suck. Yeah. I was, I really liked them together. I love Anna Ferris. Chris Pratt is taking a different journey. Um... You know, he's great as Star-Lord in, in the MCU universe. He is great. He's gotten flack for like some random things recently. He was so loved, or I should say beloved, on Parks and Rec. Yeah. And then he kind of like got <laughs> ripped. And, and yes, he th- did. there was the split with Anna, Anna Ferris. And yeah, it's kind of just taken a different turn lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was some criticism, criticism over their um, their their child with Anna Ferris. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. Uh, we have Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor. Yes. Now, this is actually... I do remember this one. They split. This is really cool. And I'm very happy about this because during COVID, they reconnected oh, and wow. now they're still married. What? Yes. Well, she was in a bunch of his and movies so too, right? we do know, yes, Christine Taylor was in the movie for sure Dodgeball. Oh, she was with great in Dodgeball. The ones yeah. off the top of my, the other ones, if any, I can't think of off the top of my head, but that one for sure. Um, we have Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. I'm still upset about this. I'm not upset about that no? at all. <laughs> yeah, come on. Really? <laughs> 
Uh, uh, yeah. I just wanted them to last. Yeah, I think everybody did. I don't know why. I think I, it's because the way it happened. I just felt so bad. I was going to say, with the Angelina Jolie connection, yes. that made it all like really Angelina, weird. Yeah, Angelina and, uh, and Brad are not on this list. Yeah, I'm no. not sad to see this. Nobody was sad about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have, okay, this next one. Amy Poehler and Will Arnett. Yes, I know. That one, I love oh, Will Arnett. God. And we love Amy Poehler. I just mentioned Parks and Rec. She was fantastic on that yeah. show. Um, they were great in as actors, but I also loved them together. I think we love when comedians get together because, uh, like, I imagine their home life must be hilarious. <laughs> well, you and, hope. And, and you hope. And we you don't know. know what happened. But, yeah, obviously <laughs> it didn't work out, you know, on the love side of things. Okay, we have Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Absolutely. I was waiting for you to mention these two. <laughs> As you know, Emma Stone is, like, one of my favorites. She's she's on my Mount Rushmore of rom-com great. Now, this final one. I know that Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling are wonderful together, and they are. But we cannot forget Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling were once a couple and I loved them together. Well, and they also, we keep on mentioning like the movies that people have been in, but they were literally love interests in a movie. They were the notebook. They were just, and I think that's why you rooted for them in real life because of their chemistry in all of these movies, right? All of these actors and actresses. I can't believe you're not going to mention Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. I was going to, but I... Didn't make the cut for Sarah. No, they it did. It wasn't heartbreaking enough, guys. Well, no, I really loved them together. But again, it's one of those things where like they're better off apart. I also would like to honorably mention the band ABBA. <laughs> because um, they were married. Like, there were couples together. Not like all four of them. But, like, I mean, they were two couples together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not explaining this well, and I yeah, even no. have my fingers <laughs> explaining it right now. She's Devin. putting her fingers together. They were couples. <laughs> they were couples, yes, two yes. couples together, and then they split. I was really sad. <laughs> I still like their music, and we dance to it all the time. <laughs> and before we end our pop culture roundup for the summer, uh, on our last episode, we chatted about a game that we're going to launch with you. And there were a lot of you who were interested, a lot of you who had some questions. So, Let's just talk about it right now. The question is, I guess I have three questions for you. Are you a rom-com fanatic like we are? Are you a vault of quick fact knowledge? Or do you just want to be on the Rom-Com Rewind podcast? No matter which one of those you said yes to, uh, this is your opportunity to do that with... With what, Sarah? With blank. We don't know the name of the game yet. Correct. We are still brainstorming this. A few of you have sent in phenomenal um, potential titles, and we're still considering them. But basically, each and every week on the podcast, we will be inviting one lucky Rom-Com Rewind listener to come on down, (laughs) jump onto the pod to challenge your friend Devin to a battle of romantic comedy knowledge. All of the questions... For this game will be sourced from our quick facts of previous episodes of the Rom-Com Rewind. Um, so we have heard this information before, presumably. Or it just might be something that you naturally know. Technically speaking, just a peek behind the Rom-Com Rewind curtain. We're going to audio call you on Instagram to, <laughs> right. to to have the conversation. We have the technology here. You'll be able to hear Sarah. Yep. You'll be able to hear me. It'll be one of those things where like, I'll leave the room. Sarah will ask you the questions. Yes. Then I'll come back in and you can and listen then, to me try to answer the same questions. Exactly. Yes. And then 
Whoever answers the most correct answers. Wins what? We don't know yet. We we don't know what the prize is yet either. We're, we're figuring it out on the fly. We are. But right now, we just want to grab a few of you. And like I said, many have already reached out. But if you are interested in playing the game that we're going to launch, please let us, us DM know. Yeah. on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. Yeah, please let us know if you are interested in playing. Message me, and uh, we'll get you on that list. Thanks for listening.